0: Hey everybody, have you considered starting a podcast? We here at Screwball highly recommend Podbean for getting your podcast out to a larger audience. Podbean has given us the ability to easily bring you Screwball each and every week on all of your favorite podcast services. Use the link podbean.com screwball to sign up and save up to 35% annually. You can also use the link podbean.com pro screwball to sign up for a business subscription. Happy podcasting. Hey everybody, welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast, your home for everything baseball. I'm your host, Mike LaPree, here with my co-host, Frank White.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: Now, this week, we got a little bit to talk about, a little bit of controversy, uh, some breaking stuff that we had happen uh, just earlier today on uh, Monday, we usually record. So I think it's uh, important to get right into it uh, and talk about some pretty pertinent relative uh, relevant stuff, excuse me. But first, we're going to talk about kind of our topic of discussion today, a big topic of discussion after yesterday's uh, Phillies-Braves Sunday Night Baseball game is the replay controversy. So on Sunday, April 11th, the Braves and the Phillies faced off on Sunday night baseball and the ending caused quite a few eyebrows to raise. Uh, in the top of the ninth inning, Alec Boehm came home on a sack fly to Marcelo Zuna in left field and he was called safe on a closed play. Upon further review, many believed that Boehm had never touched the plate and the call would be reversed. The call was upheld and the Phillies went on to win the game, leading to a major outcry by baseball fans, writers, and players. So this uh, controversy is coming on, on the back of the controversy with the Mets with with uh, It was Conforto, right, yeah. that he was hit by pitch. You know, Michael Conforto had that big, uh, what you would call somewhat oddly clutch, sticking the elbow out in the strike zone. So there was controversy there with being able to review that. The umpire came out later and said that that was the wrong call. The ball was in the strike zone and he shouldn't have been awarded first. And then the Mets being awarded the game. So the, on the back of that, now we have this controversy where Alec Boehm, I would say pretty clearly, you know, 90, 95 percent, some would even say 100% that he didn't touch the plate. The Phillies and Joe Girardi argue that, you know, the, the front, you know, the, the big toe or the little portion of the, you know, top of the foot uh, hit the corner of the plate. I don't really see it, but, uh, I mean, I guess you'd really know. But, I mean, this, like I said, this is kind of a big controversy now. A lot of players coming out and saying stuff, even Mike Trout, which is kind of your ambassador, or at least who should be your ambassador. So, uh, what do you kind of, what's your thoughts on kind of what's going on here with, with replay? I mean... It shouldn't even be a problem. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, I watched the game live, you know, live action. It, I thought the umpire had it right or had a, you know, had something that could be, you know, argued or, you know. But after the replay, it does look like that, you know, he misses the plate. You know, I I can't say that it was exactly 100%, but it was more more than enough to overturn, I think. I just, uh, and I watched the Mets one live too, oddly enough. It's one of the games I actually had on because it was going you know, a game on during the day. So I was like, oh, I'll put the Mets on. And uh, that one was real bad. You know, it leans into it, and the umpire literally rang him up. And right at the end of it said it was hit by pitch. And then you can't replay that because you can't replay strike. No. You can only replay the fact that it was a hit by pitch or not. Well, yeah, it hit him. It was in the strike zone. I, I just, I, I didn't like replay to begin with from the moment they came up with it. But I agree, you know, I I, I was like, okay, you know, if home runs and some stuff like that. Okay, we can we can go with it. Mm-hmm. But at this point, it should be, it should be right, and you should be able to replay things. I, I still can't understand, and I'll never understand why I can't replay a ball, in between the bases. If yeah. it's in front of the bases in the infield, you can't replay. But if it's behind the base, you can replay every single one. What yeah. is the difference?
0: Yeah. I don't, what is the yeah. difference?
1: Why can't I replay that? Yeah. Why can't I replay the fact that it hit him, but it was in the strike zone? Mm-hmm. Why can't I replay the fact that, you know, whatever? I can go replay the fact what what the count is. Yeah, But I can't replay the fact that it was a fair or foul ball in the infield. The they got to figure something out because the replay is terrible. But I can replay, oh, if his cleat might have slid off one hair, you can replay that. But I can't replay the fact that a, a fan reached over the fence. We've seen that.
0: Yeah. And hit mm-hmm. the
1: ball in a, in a playoff game. Mm-hmm. But man, your cleat slips off and has nothing, that is no baseball play. You can replay that. Where, what I don't understand where we're at. You know, they got to open the boundaries to that. And a lot of people say they should explain themselves. And there should be no, and people thought this in every sport, there should be no call stands. It's either it's overturned or it's confirmed. It shouldn't be, oh, it stands.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because then you don't know what it is. Either confirm it or overturn it. And yeah. you know, I don't mind that.
0: Mm-hmm. that.
1: That's not a bad idea. But they should explain it. Oh, we can't tell if he didn't touch the plate or not, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But they should open up the, the boundaries to the replay because it's just idiotic. It's just idiotic. You're missing big parts of the game. Because you want to put a rule in, like, what is, what, what why are you or are you holding back? As long as you can't, like, all right, you can't replay strikes or balls. Like, oh, I think that went over the plate. Like, yeah, you no, know, you can't replay that. Yeah. I get that. You know, maybe you can't replay, you know, a lefty balk move or, or a balk move or something like that. Okay. Yeah. I get it. But you shouldn't be able to replay, oh, he was just standing there and his foot came off the base. You can replay that. Well, where does it, I don't understand.
0: Yeah, where's the but line? But I can't
1: call, I can't replay a fair or foul ball in the infield. You got maybe. Imagine if the base was loaded, mm. ball's hit, everyone's running, people flying everywhere, and the ball's just barely on that line or two, and the umpire can't get a, quite a good look at it, because one's got a mask on,
0: mm-hmm. watching the
1: runner come home, the other one's got people running everywhere, I can't replay that, but it was behind the base like a replayer, what's the difference, why, Why yeah. does the diff- what, what stops you from replaying that, I don't get that, mm-hmm. I don't get it, you know, you have umpires in the booth, I understand that, you have umpires replaying, mm-hmm. but, you know maybe you need i seen people say maybe you need a former player in there maybe you need a, a you know a former player and an umpire uh, maybe you need to you know I always thought three to four looks at it that's it fast fast motion or normal normal speed slow it down slow it down normal speed three to four looks at it if you can't make a judgment then it stays what it is but you confirm that it stays what it is yeah. not all well it stands we don't really know confirm <laughs> it or overturn it. Just it's not. You got no better. But hey, we got to make sure we get bigger bases, and they don't. No one can slide off a base and pitch the clock. Got to speed the game up. Mm-hmm. But you can't fix a part of the game you've had in for ten years now. I know. I don't understand. I, I just I, fix it. It's not hard. Fix it. Just yeah. fix the damn replay. Or, you know, I think Buck, Buck, Buck Showalter one day, the umpire came out right after the game and said he got that call wrong for the Mets. The next day you played them. Start the game half hour early, restart the, re, restart the game, the first game where you left off, where that call happened. Be the MLB, hey, you know what, messed up, let's restart it. Mm. You won and you shouldn't have won, and you lost, you shouldn't have won, restart it. Or not restart the game, but pick up where you left off, like a protest, because you're not allowed to protest anymore. Mm-hmm. The way it was with protests, if you protest and won it, you would pick up where you left off. Why can't you do that? If you don't want to fix replay, then you got to accept when you're wrong. MLB doesn't even come out and make a statement.
0: No, of course not.
1: No. You know? I don't know. I I just I never really liked the replay, and they never went anywhere with it. Mm-hmm. They never got any better. You yeah. have all these angles and stuff, and you don't get no better. I mean, even the NFL, you know, they, they, you know they've had troubles with theirs, but I think they're progressively trying to get better. Yeah. Uh, have you heard anything with the MLB trying to get better with theirs? <laughs> of course not. No. <laughs> but don't hit the catcher. No one knows that rule still.
0: No. Even I don't. No one knows it. <laughs> no.
1: We just see terrible plays because the guy had to slide halfway down the third baseline because he didn't want to touch the catcher. Yeah. That's exciting.
0: Yeah. I know. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, the, and you said it with the replay. There's, there's no, where's the line? You can replay this, but you can't replay that. Like you said, after the base, before the base, you can replay that it got hit. He got hit. But you can't replay that it was in the strike zone. You get it's, it's. There's weird lines. You know, I understand. There's, there's special circumstances. Not every game's different. You know. There's little things that happen in every game that make everything different. And there's certain things that, yeah, you should be able to say, well, this is the line, you can't replay that because X, Y, Z. Like you said, the strike zone. It's just that's a judgment call, right? There are certain judgment calls, though, that should be reviewable. I mean, I off the top of my head I can't really think of any, but there needs to be there needs to be a, a clear, a clear rural line. You not necessarily say that everyone knows where the line is, but there needs to be a line made and need to get a lot of people on the same page because, you know, with, with this, even players were coming out and saying stuff. And sometimes, you know, players are pretty outspoken, but sometimes when it takes a guy even like Mike Trout or a guy like Justin Turner to come out and say something, you know that there's something wrong. It's not like Trevor Bowers come out and say something or, uh, you know, someone like that, you know. So there's there's a difference here and there's a problem. I, I mean, me personally, I think that Bone didn't touch the plate. You, could the argument be made? Maybe he touched the very corner of it. Maybe. But, and the Conforto thing was terrible. I mean, he clearly leaned into it. It was clearly in the strike zone. Everything was wrong with that call. You know, and like you said, he rung him up at first.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, at replay, there's so many things you could do. You really think you could make an electronic strike zone that could work? Put a sensor in first base. You could make it, if you can make an electronic strike zone and you can have replays on everything, you could put a sensor on that base mm. and see when someone touched it.
0: Sure. Yeah, definitely.
1: Oh, like, oh, well, well, you don't know when someone touches it. Well, if I have a sensor on the front of first base,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I kind of know that's when the runner hit it. Yeah. I don't know. There has to be something. you could If you can make an electronic strike zone that could work, then you can make a sensor at a base.
0: Sure. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not a big fan of that either, the robo-ump. No, I, I don't, don't like that, But that if at you all. think
1: you can use all this technology to fix things, then use it.
0: Yeah, then go full bore. Yeah.
1: I, I know. It's just the replay is just not right. It's just not done right. Mm-hmm. I don't know what... Uh, you know, I just don't know what the problem is. Maybe... Uh, another idea, maybe they opened the boundaries of replay in the last three innings of the game, in the extra innings. Yeah. Like, hey, you can't check that in the third inning. Seventh, eighth, ninth inning, that's a game one to play. Mm. You could say that's a game one to play in the third inning. It, it could be. Mm-hmm. But yesterday was, what, eighth inning when that happened? That's uh, a game one to play.
0: Yeah, the Ozuna was top of the ninth. Ninth inning. Yeah.
1: Mets was a walk-off. Yeah. That was literally, not many times, I think John Smoltz said one day, not many times can you say a call actually made you lose the game. A lot of times there's always something after it. Mm -hmm. That made you lose the game.
0: Yeah. That was the last thing.
1: So maybe they they opened the boundaries maybe in the last three innings. Or maybe in the last two innings, eighth, ninth, and then the extras. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: At least, okay, at this point, maybe now you can replay. Yeah. If we hit the guy and it was a strike. Now that does that ever come up, might see it one more time this year. Maybe. But maybe you can replay stuff like that. You know, maybe you can, you know. I don't know. Maybe you could do other things with, and, and extra innings and stuff when the game gets late like like football with the two minutes and everybody plays for you. Mm-hmm. That was a good addition. Yeah. Why can't you do stuff like that? Or every run. The Little League even did it for for the longest time. Every one score gets re, uh, reviewed. Every run. Yeah. Gets reviewed. Why can't you do that? I I don't know. There's stuff that they can do. They just, they, they'd rather take their time to make bigger bases in the minors and pitch clocks in the minors and, you know, what was the other stupid one they had in the minors? Well, two pickoff attempts in the minors and you only could step off the mound to pick off. What? You have to step off the rubber to pick a guy off. That's that that's I love that. That's fantastic cuz that's changing that that's really impacting the game. Yeah. Being able to, you know, do a snap throw over. You have mm-hmm. to step off the rubber to do it. So that's great. That's really what we need to be working on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But replays, cheating and uh, you know, even going back to Justin Turner with the COVID thing in the World Series that just got blown right over. Mm-hmm. Um, those things we don't have to worry about.
0: No. Those aren't
1: no. affecting the game. Of course not. But maybe stepping off that rubber to pick off, I've seen that cause so many problems in the, in the league. Yeah. So, you know, just be ready for robo-umps and breakaway bases, two bases at first, two bases at second, and, and and possibly, you know, at ball. They'll be playing with <laughs> no danger. And you have to wear full catcher's gear to play outfield. Um, so we'll be ready for that. Yeah. And uh, you can't use, you know, you have to use a glove bigger than your whole body just in case. So they'll do some stupid stuff to mess with the game, but won't, you know, change the the fact that, you know, replay and other stuff ruin the game.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I don't like the direction Manfred has us uh, kind of going here, our, our leader. Um,
1: yeah. Like, you can make changes to the game.
0: Yeah, you have to uh, adjust. I'm not really going to
1: really, there's not many you're going to come out with, and I'm going to just sit here and agree with. Because I like the game more pure than, you know, not purist, but more pure. But, like, adjust. Make the right call. I, I can't tell you the last time you ever made the right call or made the right decision. I, I can't think of one.
0: I hear you. Yep.
1: I, I literally can't think of one that I was like, that's the right, that's the right thing to do.
0: I know. It's been, a, it's been a minute. I don't even know under Manfred if they've done it. No. I,
1: maybe the home run derby. And that has no impact on any games for no. any playoff thing. Maybe. That might be the only thing they've done good. And that has no
0: impact. No, it just makes it more fun for that home run derby. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So I don't know. It's it's just not.
0: Yeah. You know, obviously replay wasn't going to be perfect, and I I don't. You can't really ever get it to the point where it is perfect. I mean, never say never, but I mean, I don't know if you can make it 100%. It'd be tough, and probably take a a while. Explain yourself. Yeah.
1: Like, hey, we don't we we think he might touch the plate. Okay. That's not going to make anybody more happy, but at least hey, all right.
0: Yeah, at least you ex- some.
1: Otherwise, the fans just sit there, like, "What?"
0: Yeah, like, "What did you say?" Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, something's got to change, and there's a lot of things that's got to change. But something's got to change specifically with this. Just make it more clear to the fans and the teams. Here's here's the deal. Here's why this is reviewable. Here's why this is not. And I, I don't know. Like you said, there's just things that don't make any sense. Mike the umpire's so. up. Yeah.
1: Mike the replay umpire up. When they're reviewing, his mic is on.
0: Yeah, I didn't he's hate...
1: Big, hey, look, we can't... You know, hey, what do you see? Oh, I can't see that he touched a plate. Okay, what hears that? Yeah, there was... Okay, at least you have an idea. Hmm. Instead of just being like, well, you know what, he's safe. But why? Well, he's safe.
0: Yeah, well, they did... Can you confirm he's safe?
1: Yeah, he's safe. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, got it. Thanks for being clear on that. Yeah. They, they did some experimental stuff like that with the XFL, um, which I did. It was one of the aspects of it I liked. There was transparency. It's like, okay, well, what are you seeing? What's the discussion? What's happening? There's stuff like that that I think would benefit. I mean, I know there's there's you know people that have a problem with with that too, but I think it would help. I think if you did it right, it would help because it's the MLB. You can't trust they always do things right. But I mean, yeah, there's got to be some sort of fix here because it's 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 not making fans happy. It's not making players happy. I'm sh- I'm sure it's not making a lot of coaches happy, managers and stuff. So, you know, they've got to. They've just gotta be better. And we've said this probably a million times with other things. The MLB's just gotta be better. So see so yeah, that's that's kinda all I got on that. But
1: Yeah, I don't know. They'll they'll keep chugging along, doing the wrong thing, I bet, but you know, I don't think it's I don't think it's that hard to do the right thing. But at some point I guess they gotta sh- you know, blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. Yeah. Well they'll get hot, you know, I guess everybody better knows you're ice cold for a while and you get hot, so maybe they will make the right decision five six times in a row, but it,
0: Doubtful. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, I got a better chance of the Pirates winning the World Series this year, I think. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So,
1: but, I don't know. Baseball's just glad to have it back, but I'm just glad it wasn't the Yankees getting beat up because Mm -hmm. of that, you know, losing because of those issues.
0: Yeah, yeah, agreed.
1: Or I was there. Imagine that being your first game back. Welcome back from baseball. It's been a year since you've been in the stadium, and uh, you just got screwed.
0: Yeah. Both the... What was it? The Marlins or who was playing the Mets? Was it the Marlins? The Marlins. Yeah.
1: I mean, the Mets fans in there were happy, but yeah, but still Braves fans were not happy throwing shit on the field. Last time I seen Braves fans throw shit on the field was, uh, and that was (laughs) fantastic. But yeah, yeah, so I don't know. We'll see.
0: Yeah. That's all we can do is just, we'll see. (laughs) The next piece of news I want to talk about is breaking as of today. As of recording this Monday, uh, Monday's game in Minnesota has been postponed, along with uh, what was it, the uh, NBA and NHL game was also uh, postponed. Yeah. Uh, on Sunday, April 11th, the local 20 year old 20 year old man by the name of uh, Dante Wright was fatally shot by a police officer in the Brooklyn Center suburbs of Minnesota, led to widespread protests and unrest in the Minna- Minneapolis area. Uh, and the Twins announced uh, postponement of the game, I believe, at the time of the first pitch, like people were already in the stands and everything they were supposed to play the Red Sox and it was, they out of their explanation for it, it was out of respect for the situation and what I guess a lot of people were to guess safety for the staffed players and fans. Cause you know, God knows what's going to happen out um, outside of the stadium or to the stadium. Uh, so just thought I'd bring this up. It's just pertinent to, uh, to Minnesota and their team and the Red Sox being there and, Does this thing now go on? Do they have to postpone the series? Do the riots last that long? It's just a thing that, as of recording this, we just don't know. Um, Is it going to be a big thing? Do they have to now consider where they play? I don't think it'll be that big, but it is, you know, there's questions up in the air, so. I'm not going to get into the political aspect of it, just because, like, we've talked about this before. It's just a a baseball podcast. I'm not going to start preaching to you guys like I have the answer, but I thought it was just it's no, no. (laughs) But it's just important, like I said, because – you know, Minnesota's been through this already, and we saw it with Baltimore a few years ago. When yeah. We tried, we thought about going to a game. We ended up going to the game uh, not too long after they didn't have any fans there. And stuff like this has happened before. So it's just if you're a Twins fan or even a Red Sox fan, just something that you got to understand what's going on. And, and, you know, who knows where we go from here. So who knows? By the time this goes up, it could be blown over or it could be the even bigger thing. So um, I don't know if you have anything on that, but I just wanted to bring that up.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much it there.
0: Number three, big uh, piece of news over the weekend. Joe Musgrove throws the first Padres no-hitter. On Friday, April 9th, Joe Musgrove had the best stuff of his career against the Texas Rangers, tossing the first Padres no-hitter in history. Musgrove's only blemish came in the way of a hit-by-pitch by by Joey Gallo in the fourth inning, Uh, and this was the 305th no-hitter in LB history and the second no-hitter in a row for Victor Caratini, who also caught Alec Mills' uh, no-hitter last September for the Cubs. Congratulations to Joe Musgrove, as I... I think you predicted it. We both think you predicted it. No, I'm
1: pretty sure I said the Padres were going to throw a no-hitter this year. That's I think it was Blake Snell I said. Well, yeah, I, I mean, figured they had a good rotation. I think we mentioned the Padres being able to throw a no-hitter this year. I know I think we said last year. Or last year I think I had a, a combined no-hitter or something, a team combined mm-hmm. no-hitter I thought they were going to throw because they were weird like that. But, yeah, I mean, good for Joe Musgrove. Grew up in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Lost pitch for, wanted to play for them all the time. He has a tattoo said before he even got drafted. Because it's how much he thought he was going to get drafted by the Padres. Oh, so that's good for him. He did it there. Good for the Padres to get that off their back. And uh, yeah, Mike had Joe Musgrove in, in fantasy, so I lost in fantasy because he threw no header. So yes, that's a good start <laughs> to my fantasy year with a mo- couple injuries. So that's always good. Yeah. But uh, congrats to Joe Musgrove and the Tatisless
0: Padres. Yeah, they're still doing good. So the Padres as a whole. So, but yeah, that that. That made me happy. I saw a no-hitter on my column because I don't get that. I can't imagine any of us play fantasy get that very often. So time to trade him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. That's what I thought. I was like, well, he's done now. That's, <laughs> his, that's his season. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, congratulations to him. Congratulations to the Padres. It was 50-some years um, without yeah, one. So 8,000
1: games or something like that. Yeah. Over 8,000 so. games.
0: And it was really just 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 shy of a perfect game, which would have been cool for them, too. You know, because obviously, like I said here, three hundred five no hitters. Not that it's not a thing. It's just that perfect games are really rare. So, yeah. so that would have been that would have been even cooler. But, uh, yeah, congrats to him. Uh, number four, kind of the last uh, big thing. It was like kind of last week. Um, after you know the news we talked about, kind of overshadowed it. But, uh, Trevor Bauer had a pintar incident. Uh, one of the most vocal men in baseball has come under investigation by the MLB for the possible use of foreign substances while pitching. Bauer has been outspoken in the past about players that use foreign substances, and reportedly the umpires collected multiple baseballs used by Bauer during his. uh, Was it his first start of the season?
1: Uh, I'm not sure exactly what start, but. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was his first or second start, um, and they had um, collected multiple baseballs that, quote, had visible markings and were sticky, end quote. Um, So. Like I said here, Bauer, one of the most outspoken guys in the MLB, probably the most outspoken guy in the MLB. Very outspoken about using foreign substances and spin rate and and uh, and all that stuff. So, not going to say that I feel bad for the guy, but I suspect there's no 100% clarity on this, but I suspect most, if not just about all the pitchers in the game, use a little something. Especially so when it's cold out. So, yeah, so there's a little part of me that's like well you know I'm sure most guys are using something visible markings is he using something else are he using a razor or something like uh yeah so is there something more going on to this is it just pine tar if it's just pine tar it might just be much to do about nothing I'm not me personally I'm not really I I'm not the biggest bower guy but I think it is a little bit like like whatever kind of in my eyes just because I feel like a lot of guys use the pine tar stuff they had on their hat and wherever the hell they got it. So you seen Pineda had it all, all on his neck that one year against the Red Sox. So I don't know. I don't know how you really feel about this. Uh, who knows what the investigation finds, if they find that he was scuffing it or, or yeah. whatever. I mean, it's, it's kind of, for me, it's kind of whatever.
1: Yeah. I mean, as long as he's not really, um, you know, it on there or making the ball change complete direction with it. But, um, that's kind of what happens when you, uh, you're, you know, you, uh, Trash the MLB, and tried trashing Trout years back, and, I mean, you could talk bad about them, but the way he does it on everything, and tried saying that Mike Trout was cheating, stuff like that, I mean, it's kind of like, well, we're going to be hard on you now, we're going to find, if we find any little thing, we're going to go at you, because you're going at us so hard, and not just that, because, you know, I, I mean, if I was a player and seen some of the stuff, I would go at the MLB as well, just the way he goes about it, and says it, and the way he handles himself on Twitter, and... And the, again, with the cheating thing saying that you know Mike trout cheated and some other guys and stuff like that, and then take back his words it's like what are you what are you doing? so if you want to be yeah. outspoken, then expect a you know investigation like if you wanna you know do bat flips and helicopter your bat to the outfield on a home run, then you know you expect a little you know something in your back pocket next time up, so you know it's you know you get a, you you know you pay for your actions, I guess, but you know it is what it is, so yeah, just hopefully he's not. Cheating, cheating, like really breaking it down and getting some real cheating because the way he uh, talked about the Astros and then they come out him being cheating—that would be, would be quite the, the story.
0: Knowing him though, that wouldn't surprise me. No, just no, knowing him.
1: No, and the Dodgers, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's that's pretty much it. That, but um, the little bit I got here is uh, the extra innings again. We see a million of those games, so we keep seeing this rule that we won't see in the playoffs affect the, the regular season. I hate it. Um, yeah, the, the all-star game got moved from the like we mentioned last week, got moved to Colorado. I don't really get – I mean, I like Colorado. I think it's a nice stadium. Home run derby should be a, a ruckus with it being out there. Um, just kind of a shot in the dark kind of place. I don't really know. They could have went Texas, full full crowd. I mean, Colorado probably have a full crowd by then. Dodgers, because they lost their, uh, their all-star game. Oddly enough, I've seen a lot of people mention the fact that Colorado had uh, – I believe also has – part of voter ID as their, mm-hmm. their, their, they uh, part of registration for voting. So mm-hmm. I thought that was ironic. So it, it, like I said, it's not a bad, I, I don't mind Colorado. It's just, it was a little weird. I have the Rays Yankees, you know, rivalry renewed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we seen, you know, almost fireworks yesterday in the first inning, Kevin Cash saying, you know, talking a bunch of smack about the Yankees and how they pegged, I think four hitters in the series if I remember correctly, I believe one series last year the Rays hit the Yankees seven times, so I don't really know where he's going with that. But um maybe you should worry about maybe just having a starting pitcher go more than five minutes in the World Series and you know, instead of worrying <laughs> about who's getting, you know, beamed on his team. But the Rays Yankees rivalry seems to be uh uh brewing again, unlike the Yankees and Red Sox rivalry we wish we could see back. I and mean, my last little thing is uh things feel like normal again. I kinda said that last week, but this week more with the players and the teams you kinda seen Braves start coming alive and, and some players like Acuna and, and some guys like that kind of, okay, we're back mm-hmm. a week or so. And we kind of see, okay, now we're kind of back and things kind of are starting to turn already. Like, okay, these guys are supposed to be good. They're going to be good. These teams are going to be good. They're kind of turning. So we're kind of starting to see that, see that kind of uh, evolution already early in the year. You know, it usually takes one, two, three weeks to kind of see that, but we're already kind of seeing it. Yeah. To go into that, I mean, I think it's a great segue here into how we always do our episodes in the hot and cold And some of the hot teams I want to mention here, got the Red Sox, the Indians, the Giants, Padres, and Dodgers. They've all been uh, pretty good over their last, you know, six, seven, eight games. Mm -hmm. um, Even ten games. Um, So they usually have a good start to the year or have been pretty hot here um, after their first couple games. Like the Red Sox got swept but then won like four or five in a row. Mm -hmm. So those teams are a few of the ones that are, you know, came out swinging the bats here recently. And a couple of cold teams of note. Uh, the Nationals, I think they're one of five off to really not a good start, but they're missing, they're missing about six, seven opening day guys or, yeah. you know, opening day roster guys. Mm-hmm. So it kind of explains it. The Mets, the I'm giving up one run, I think, in two starts, and they haven't won it. They got helped by a win with the walk off with the replay, and they're still not playing great. I can afford to not do anything. So they're one of the teams here. So, Nats, Mets, Tigers, after they started off relatively hot here, start the year, they're Pulled off. Blue Jays think lost four in a row at one point until they beat the uh, Snot and the Angels the other day. Yeah, and the Rangers. I think they lost three or four in a row here and got no hit. So yeah, no. That usually puts you on the cold list. Yeah,
0: it should. Yeah, yeah. A lot of those teams, I would say, make sense. Uh, it's still, I mean, what ten games in? I mean, you oh, can't really. really
1: it, again, two weeks to three weeks is usually okay. Now we're back into the swing of things, but yeah, again, you start kind of seeing that that ball rolling. You know, all these guys are going to be good. These teams going to be good. Okay, we'll start seeing it. If yeah. they're not, then you're like, okay, this team's obviously not living up to expectations. Yeah. And that's a whole other segment.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not too. Again, like I said last week, no uh, red flags going up or no, uh, you know, nothing going up. Where I'm like, oh, this team might not be good or oh, this team's really good. I didn't expect it. It's kind of, everyone's kind of right. Where at least you know you got teams like the Yankees, four and five. You got five hundred. Yeah, the Braves are four and five. Yeah, I mean, you get
1: through your first fifteen games around five hundred, and then you're you know. If you're good, your your team will usually be good, and if you're bad, your team will usually be bad. It yeah. kind of turns its way. Yeah. You just kind of got to be all right for a little while. Sure.
0: So, yeah, here's uh, my last segment here. Kind of go along with that. Who's doing the best right now? Dodgers, no surprise here. The two teams, Dodgers had the best record in the league at 8-2, and two, right behind them with the Padres, 7-3. and three. Exactly what me and you and I'm sure a lot of baseball fans thought this would be a dogfight for this division, and uh, it's already starting that way, so – I'm sure we'll uh, we'll have that the rest of the season. Uh, the best run differential in the league is shared by the Dodgers and the Astros. They both have a positive uh, plus 23 uh, run differential, while the A's are still at the bottom with a minus 32 run differential, um, thanks in part to a slow start for them. Uh, as, you know, they are starting to pick it up a little bit. So that's, that's uh, as Frank said, that's uh, hot teams, Red Sox, Indians, teams like that a little surprising out of the gate. Um, Well, I mean, the Red Sox did get swept by the Orioles. They gave it right back to them, I guess. Um, I don't know if they swept them. I guess they did because they won a few in a row here. I don't
1: know if they played them. They could have played them four times, but I imagine they won at least three out of four. Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah. That's a good series for them. Um, So from there, let's go into the hot and cold players. Um, So for this week, uh, believe it or not, I mean, for me personally, when I look at the, the hot list, I didn't find... Super super hot players, except for these these few guys. Um, there were obviously guys in the high three hundreds and stuff like that. But I wanted, to I always try to find the the hot guy. Like who's who's batting five hundred? Like who's who's really ripping it up? Um, so number one, obviously Ronald Acuna Junior.
1: Oh, fantastic! <laughs> I, I mean, he's, he's uh, I think he's at a Walker Stone base already today.
0: Probably. I mean, did you did you look at it? Yeah, I
1: think he's got a Walker Stone base already today. And uh,
0: <laughs> I mean, he that that ball he beat out. I just that don't, I don't understand. I still don't understand every time I watch it. Cause DD didn't like, it's you know, not it almost like, looked
1: like he was like, you know, when you had baseball practice and you have, Oh, well, this guy's going to run for you. Oh, the coach will hit and you just run. And you're mm-hmm. already a couple steps down the line. And the ball was already coming off the bat. And he was already running. That's yeah. what it almost looked like. I know like he had like a three, four step head start
0: and he hit the ball hard. It wasn't like it was a slow roller that DD double pumped and threw it. You
1: no, know, he, he was 110, 109. He picked it up, looked up, did his normal thing. And then then hucked it. Hard draw yeah. over there, good stretch, and he was safe by half a step.
0: Yeah, I don't understand. He's a freak. He's a, he's a really good player. Um, But he batted 583 this week with a 1250 slugging and 1827 OPS. I mean, by far the best week. And I
1: still lost.
0: <laughs> I threw a no-hitter. Come
1: on. I've done that and lost. So. That's fair I've enough. done that and got blown out.
0: Fair enough. Um uh, to you <laughs> after, <laughs> I'm not gonna say nothing uh after him at number two I got JD Martinez while overall didn't have uh the best week compared to some of these guys he did bat 429 with a 1048 slugging and a 1476 OPS had a three home run game. Against the Orioles.
1: Eight straight games when an extra base hit started the season, which is like the record or tied the record.
0: Yeah, something like that. I mean, he's uh, he's always been kind of an extra base hit machine. So uh, no surprise that last season was kind of – it's already looking like last season was a little bit of a fluke for him offensively. You get
1: replay back. Being able to go look at replays during games I think was a help for a lot of players.
0: Yeah, yeah so. some guys need that, yeah. Then after him, another guy with a, a real big week here, probably right behind Acuna. Uh, Byron Buxton batted 526 with an 11.58 slugging, uh, 729 OPS. Byron Buxton, if he can stay healthy, not that you expect these numbers, but, you know, that's kind of what you get. Uh, And then at number four, I got uh, Yadier Molina batting 471 on the week with a 7.06 slugging at 1230 OPS. I mean, Yadier Molina, it's still at the age he's at and where he's at in his career, still awesome. Um, Not obviously, I mean, he's not... Like your four guy or anything in your lineup, he never really was that guy, but I mean he's fantastic hitter, always has been.
1: Yeah, you went four for five the one day. Yeah, so I mean four or something like that. Yeah,
0: I mean he's at the point now where even if he's even if he's just at the very least just a veteran presence and with the defense, you know, in in the lineup, I mean he's you get your value out of him and the fact that he's hitting like this is is you know. It's always
1: been his weakest part, and he's getting to a guy that's going to have two thousand hits and stuff like that in his career. it's, It's amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's fantastic. Um, and then number five, a little surprise pick who, to be honest, I don't know how much he'll really be on this list if he – I mean, he's got to stay healthy. Uh, Nick Senzel at number five. Uh, he batted five hundred on the week with a six twenty five slugging and 1181 OPS. Again, uh, you know, if this guy stays healthy, this is the stuff he can give you. Not five hundred average <laughs> all the time, but um, he can give you hot weeks and, and oh, yeah. be a good part of that lineup. He's so. a
1: very good player, and he was an infielder turned outfielder who's – he's actually good in the outfield. It's just that he's always hurt. He's always hurt. and mm. It's a guy I actually really like, and it's a shame, but he's still young and he's he's good. He's good. He's gonna be a good part for the Reds.
0: Yeah. Um. So those are my five guys. All batted really well this week, I'd say, or at least like in JD Martinez's case, had that awesome game and all the extra base hits and stuff. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. I had a bunch of names similar. There are a couple guys I just want to throw out that you didn't have. I thought Gary Sanchez had a relatively you know good week, especially um for how bad has he struggled last year. I think you know I think he's had a pretty good start to this year, so mm-hmm. I want to give him a little credit there. And then uh friend Mel Reyes. I mean he, he is a monster of a human being. He, he was smashing balls and he batted like four hundred this week or high three hundreds. Mm-hmm. That's a guy really not a high average guy, but he had a couple home runs and he's a he's a monster. So mm-hmm. I just want to mention those two guys to go along with uh, the you know, bunch of names that Mike mentioned here. But a few hitters I you know, I like to always throw out uh, the few guys who, you know, aren't hitting good. We'll start off with Paul DeJoung, I don't think he had a hit over his last uh, seven days, I believe. I think you're right, yeah. Miguel um, Sano was not playing well. Uh, Michael Conforto was not playing good, and other than the hit-by-pitch, walk-off hit-by-pitch, he really hasn't done anything. Um, Justin Upton has cooled off since his you know relatively decent start. Alex Bregman, who's mm-hmm. a big name, he has not been hitting well. And Anthony Rizzo. I think yep. Anthony Rizzo was the highest of those average, I think he was batting 111.
0: Yeah, over I mean, about
1: 12, 13, 14 at-bats, so that's really not that great. Not great, no. So, And a few of those names are, are relatively big names, um, so there's a few hitters there who have struggled over the last, you know, seven days or, you know, last 14, 15, 16, 17 at-bats.
0: Yeah, I've only got one, uh, I think I've only got the one similarity here, but uh, my five guys who are on the cold list are Jorge Polanco, batted 130 with a 217 slugging a 384 OPS, so not great, obviously, um, but surprisingly better than these other guys um right behind him number two I got Matt Chapman had a 105 average 263 slugging 413 OPS in the last week just you know not what the A's want out of that guy but I mean he's a fantastic hitter so out of all these guys I'd say he's the most likely to not be on this list the most um behind him at number three is Gavin Lux uh, had a 105 average 105 slugging and a 255 OPS over the last week a uh, guy that the Dodgers think really highly of. A lot of people think really highly of just uh, at this to this point in his time with the Dodgers. While short, has not been all that great. Number four, I got Anthony Santander for the Orioles. Uh, 105 average, 421 slugging, 526 OPS. Just, you know, the Orioles lineup doesn't have a lot of protection, doesn't have a lot going on. And he's, you know, not to say that this guy's any star or anything like that, but, uh, you know, not really killing. I believe he bats like third for them or something like that. Him and, him and Man- Trey Mancini at the top, kind of. Uh, and then, like you said, my number five guy, Miguel Sano, just batting abysmal, uh, especially this week. Had a .056 average, a .056 slugging, and a .246 OPS. Uh, just not what you want, especially out of a guy that can really hit the ball far. Especially
1: uh, with Donaldson Hart, too.
0: Yeah, so uh, not, not really getting the job done yet. Um, a lot of these guys, definitely not getting the job done yet. Like I said, though, I think out of these guys, Matt Chapman has the the highest ceiling and uh and probably the best odds to not be on this list as often but you
1: know he has been on there t- two weeks in a row now
0: yeah so well, i mean watch that yeah i mean through 10 games i mean uh what matt Olson last year even though he was you know hitting home runs yeah. had the low average so you could consider him on the cold list every he week but like
1: 198 i think it's 17 home runs last year or so yeah but, so uh, i
0: mean yeah so
1: but um I also like to throw in some, uh, you know, hot and cold pitchers here. Um, some hot pitchers I got: Lance Lynn do a complete game shutout. Joe Musgrove, uh, you know, he threw that no hitter, uh, as we mentioned. Uh, Luis Castillo, because he was on the cold list, I believe, last week, and he came back and had a seven shutout innings. So he put him on the hot list this this week. Garrett yep. Cole, um, you know, pitching tonight. For what we've seen, um, you know, he, he's battling tonight. He's only given up the one run, but it's been you know hard fought. But he's pitched really well. He had seven innings. Why do you have twelve strikeouts against Orioles? I
0: think, yeah, twelve, even yeah. like fourteen or something like that, thirteen. Yeah. I don't so, know. So uh,
1: Mark Melanson, he got four saves over his last seven days or so, or three saves over his last oh, know, wow. seven days. Okay. Um, Mike Fultonavich, he got the loss the other day. He was doing ninety-four to ninety-six miles per hour. Velocity was up, and he pitched, uh, I think, seven innings, one run. Okay. Um, So he's been, uh, you know, that's good for him because he was a pretty big name for the Braves, and then had some, you know, arm injuries, uh, injuries, and just kind of uh, slowed him down. But if he can bounce back a little bit, that'd be good for him because. Uh, you know, that's a guy who we watched uh, pitching in person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, a few cold pitchers. Alex Colome, who I thought was going to be the key to the Twins, has come you know come over there and struggled out of the bullpen. Um, definitely not what they need. Patrick Corbin, struggling for the Nationals. He got beat up there. Zach Davies, I think only went two innings yesterday and got shelled. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Yarborough was part of the Red Sox. I think he gave up, like, eight runs to the Red Sox. Yeah. Uh, and Marco Gonzalez, another one who not pitching, not pitching that well. So those are some relatively big names and big pieces to their team, especially, you know, Colomay, the Twins, I thought that was a big move for them. And he's uh, coming off to a pretty slow start for a guy who's always just been consistently uh, pretty good. even yeah. Like a one, maybe very low to ERA guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's some guys in that list. I'm not too concerned about like Alex Colomay. I'm just not, you know, it's early, especially bullpen guy only gets the few outings or this early in the season. You have one bad go of it and it makes your stats look inflated, you know. So I'm not really worried about guys like that. Uh, obviously, the guy I got on the hot list here, Garrett Cole, that's kind of something you expect from him. So, I mean, you know, there's there's guys that make sense on these lists and guys that you're just like, oh, just must have had a bad week or, oh, he's got a good week, huh? You know, so just is what it is, just the ebb and flow of the season. And even this early, there's still ebbs and flows. So we already seen guys come out of the gate with no hits, like Ozzie Albies, and all of a sudden they're back, you know, at least hitting a little bit. So so we'll, we'll see what happens with some of these guys, see what happens with some of these teams. It's still very early. We're not even really halfway through the month of, of baseball here. So, you know, by the time this goes live, we'll be just about at that halfway point. So um, we'll get a clearer picture maybe next week or, hell, I mean, maybe it'll take by the end of the month before we even really get a clear picture where – and even then, I mean, what, the Nationals won the World Series and they had a horrible record in May. So, I mean, you never re- – I guess you never really know – but yeah, um, some good stuff uh going on in baseball some always some bad stuff going on in this current climate of baseball, so you know you take it with the good with the bad, and hopefully uh, m l b starts to make good decisions uh over in the front <laughs> in the top front office there um I don't know what Manfred does all day he's like what ca- how can i uh how can I ruin this? Yeah. How can I take this and ruin it?
1: He just has a big like spin- pinwheel or something and he just spins <clears throat> it and he just has a bunch of ideas and you just just throws him out or a big raffle and rolls it.
0: And he's like, all right,
1: this is awful. Yeah. Let's roll with it. Yeah. This so, is terrible.
0: Let's do this. But,
1: uh, anyway, to get to our last little segment, I just want to throw some injuries out there, uh, to mention, I uh, start off with Tatis, uh, sublection in his shoulder, which is, um, you know, essentially a dislocation or, you know, popped his shoulder out of place, which has happened to him before. They have not recommended surgery for him yet. Um, he gets surgeries done for the year. Um, so hopefully, you know, he comes back. But um, with that big swing and crazy backswing and stuff like that, he definitely has to take care of himself, especially with already a back injury. And this is the third time, I think, second or third time with a shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, he has to be careful. Um, but that's a big – that could have been a huge blow to the Padres and to baseball um, yeah. to lose him for a whole year, especially just early on. Next part, Spring uh, George Springer had a setback. I believe it was his groin or his squad. So that set him back. So that should push – I think it was pushed his time to about 10 days back. Mm-hmm. Chaz Rowe, expected to miss 12 weeks. Uh, Dexter Fowler towards ACL. He's done for the year. That uh, hurt. Yeah. AG Puck, again, he had uh, pitched great out of the bullpen for the A's. I think three and a third innings, like no runs. So one day he has a bicep injury. Mm-hmm. Um, it's He has had arm injuries in the past. It doesn't seem like this is actually part of that arm injury. You know, issues he's had. It's just a bicep injury. So hopefully it's just a 10, 15 day thing and he's back. James Paxton. A terrible break for him. Most likely heading to Tommy John. Uh, Chris Martin on the IL expected maybe 10-15 uh, days, maybe 20 day stint for him. Nothing too too major, mm-hmm. but a big part to the Braves uh, bullpen to um, to lose for a little while.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Cattell Marte on the IL with a hamstring injury. I think Mike ha- Mike has him here on fantasy. Um, mm-hmm. so he'll have, you know, I'm sure he has a little bit more details. I'm not sure of the severity of that, but I don't think he should be too too long. Hopefully he gets back as he was off to a red hot start. Mm -hmm. um (laughs) no i know (laughs) cody uh cody bellinger on the il as well another huge name and um one little bit good part i guess for uh injury part is nationals getting a bunch of guys back yeah josh bell uh he's back and i think john lester's about to be back Uh, brad hank came back yeah gomes there's a Mm. bunch of them so nationals getting some of your guys back so that's you know that's good news and some of the other guys progressing who we haven't seen yet, like I said is progressing towards, you know, to his way back and uh, Chris Sale's kind of working his way back, you know, Judge's back playing. I know he missed a few games, so uh, a few people back or working their way back as well, which is good to hear, especially some of those big names, Sinigard Sale, um, hopefully Tatis. Those are some real big names. Hopefully they can work their way back and and get back to the get back on the field.
0: Yeah, one guy that I I felt horrible for and the fan base was Paxton, because. Guy didn't really pitch last year, um, had some velocity issues, had some arm issues and stuff. Comes back, goes to the Mariners, kind of a little bit of a, a homecoming with them. He what he throw like an inning, if that. Yeah. And felt something in the arm. They said it was a forearm. I knew right away that that usually means Tommy John. Now he's out a year, year and you know maybe till the All Star break of next year or something. And, and yeah. he's a free agent again. Yeah. So I mean, it makes it really tough on him to find a team makes it tough for a team to really say oh let's take a chance on this guy and he's a great pitcher. So uh that that one I felt really bad for him. Uh you know, obviously Tatis I've, I hope it's not something that causes a lot of issues down the line. Um I've heard people say that you're just going to have to get surgery at some point so do you just kind of limber through the season and get it in the off season and take get it taken care of or what's the you know what's the deal? Um I've heard a lot of different conjectures so um, he's a big star of the game. I do like Tatis, so hopefully it's, just not, it's something that he can kind of get through and we'll get him back on the field. So, um, Not that I'm a Padres fan or anything, but I always, I, I just think that he's an exciting player and he seems like yeah. a good guy for baseball. Yeah, you know, so. Yeah,
1: there's always a few names you always see that always kind of hit you a little different. A.J. Puck's one guy because I always like A.J. Puck. So hopefully he's back. Cattell Marte, I love Cattell Marte. He yep. stole him from me, fantasy. <laughs> and Dexter Fowler is a shame because um, – you know, what a well-liked guy he is um, to, to tear his ACL there for a team who was uh, off to a hot start and uh, playoff bound, I think. Yep. Um, shame for him. So, a couple names there that really, you know, kind of hurt your feelings there. Absolutely. But, um, you, know, uh, you know, injuries are part of the game. We just hope, uh, you know, they come back and everything's all right.
0: Sure. Yeah, I mean, you just hope for the best for these guys to get hurt, even if it's something like Paxton who's Tommy John and he's kind of in a weird limbo right now with baseball. But I uh, just... You know, hope to get these guys back in the field. You never want to see anyone get hurt, no matter how much you, you really hate a team or whatever. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that's kind of all I got for this episode. Um, you know, replay stuff is concerning. And we'll just uh, keep watching and seeing what happens. And I'm sure, as usually what happens, we record this episode and something happens that we got to talk about. So yeah. that'll probably happen. Um, but we're thinking about moving the the posting date. Hopefully soon, we might move the the posting date up a day to Wednesdays. I think we did that. We experimented with that last season yeah. a little bit, so to keep it, um, keep
1: our uh, information we're we're kind of spewing out here a little bit more updated, until they seem like, oh, well, that, that happened a week ago, and seven things happened between there, and you haven't talked about them. So yeah, it gives us uh, one less day to worry about that stuff coming up.
0: Yeah, I just want when you guys listen to this to have the most the best updated information we can give you, and just, just as figure quick as possible. Yeah, so. Uh, we might change to Wednesdays. If we do, you'll see a posting about it. Uh, we're not just going to surprise you with it, but, you know, it won't happen. This this is still going to go up on Thursday, so if you are listening to this on Thursday or Friday or whenever you listen to it, it uh, should be normal, and then we'll see where we go from there. So, just a little heads up. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah.
1: But, uh, last uh, two things I got here, um, MLB The Show is actually, will be out technically this week. If you pre-ordered the um, pre-ordered special edition, you'll have it this week on Friday. Um, so right after our podcast goes live, on well, Thursday it goes live, so Friday next day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then next week we will actually be recording and the game will be on the horizon to coming back or being out. So excited for that. Yeah, um, Been talking about it for, I don't know, weeks now, every episode. I keep saying something about it. <laughs> but um, So that's great. And the last one little bit here is a trivia question. And uh, what really got me thinking about this was last night watching that Braves game. They were showing how they only had about three or four pinch hit hits all last year. And then this year, they're, they got like six, seven hits and a couple home runs. Sandoval has a couple home runs, and they're really smack involved with pinch hitters.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So my trivia question I want to be, who has the most pinch hit hits in MLB history mm-hmm. all time? And the answer to that is Lenny Harris at 212, and his career lasted from 1988 to 2005. Last year, he was 40 years old when he played. Um, and second on that list was Sweeney from the Royals who everyone knows was a good pinch hitter. Mm. Uh, he was second, I think he had 171 or 172. Um, so Lenny Harris had quite a bit over uh, over second place. And third place, I think, was Modo, I think. And mm. he had like 151, I think. So, so he was he's quite above uh, the other guys. And pinch hitting is quite hard. It's similar, kind of similar to dh but you're not in the game at all. But um, also pinch hitting, I think we do see it more now in the AL and stuff. Because matchups and defensive replacements and stuff like that. So I think we do see it more in the AL we have seen. But when the pitcher um, leaves the batter's box, essentially, uh, and they go for f- full DHs, I think pitch hit- pinch hittings. obviously the number's going to drop.
0: Yeah. So, mm.
1: you know, I don't think we'll ever quite see. I, you know, I never know, though. Like I, with all the people sitting as well now, you know, like, oh, you're a starter, but you sit... Ten times, fifteen times a year, you are gonna pinch hit, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I guess we could see this this record be broken. Obviously, it's not a, not an unbreakable record. I just, um, I feel like it's kind of hard to get to two hundred twelve. I mean, that's that's a lot. That's a great season on mm-hmm. normal baseball. Two hundred twelve, mm-hmm. like two hundred hits is unbelievable. It's an unbelievable season. Yeah. So two hundred twelve hits. I mean, that's a whole season of just pinch hitting. That's
0: yeah, it's pretty good.
1: <laughs> that's that, that, that is pretty good. So, but yeah, Lenny Harris most pinch hits and pinch hit hits that would be history. That's uh, a name you didn't really think you'd hear too, too much. Of no. course, Sweeney, I knew was going to be on there. I think Matt Stairs has the most pinch-hit home runs. so I was like, yeah. <laughs> but Lenny Harris I was like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I never would have guessed that. When you said it, I was like, oh, all right, him, yeah. whatever. <laughs>
1: so, uh, yeah, watching that game last night kind of made me think of it. No was pinch hits, and I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> so just wanted to throw that one out there.
0: Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, I don't know how many people would guess that. That would be, be good to see that. All right, yeah. So that's uh, that's kind of all I got for this episode. You know, like I said, we'll be back next week with more of this, and uh, posting date might be different. But other than that, we'll just keep keep it on, uh, keep it moving. Yeah. You know,
1: I, I got actually got one last thing. Okay. Today. Oh no! <laughs> April twelfth, we're po- we're recording. Our buddy Dom, it's his birthday. So happy birthday, Dom!
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he. Uh, He's uh, one of our one of our good buddies we play MLB with and uh, go to go to uh, all these stadiums with and, and and make some good trips for so um yeah, just wanted to wish him a happy birthday so I just want to throw that out there before the, the podcast or the episode was up here so
0: yeah happy birthday, Dom. I know he's
1: he'll be listening I don't know when' because he's crazy, but uh, he'll be listening at some point he might he might hear this two weeks from now' he'll be like oh, okay,
0: two years from now yeah, yeah <laughs> who
1: knows who knows but uh he's he's out there talk about Borlotto and the fellas. So, Mm. but anyway, happy birthday, Dom. And uh, that's, that's literally my, that is my last thing I want to say. (laughs) All
0: right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday, Dom. With that, if you got anything else, uh, let's just, I guess, wrap this up, huh? That's it. All righty. Well, thank you guys for listening. You can catch this podcast on Google Podcasts as well as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can listen to this podcast every week on our regularly updated YouTube channel, as well as our website, screwball.podbean.com. You can follow me on Twitter at RealMikeLapree. You can follow me on Instagram at MikeLapree. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at FDubs10. You can follow our official Screwball Twitter at ScrewballPod. You can follow our official Screwball Facebook at ScrewballPod. No Ian e Screw. And that's it from us, guys. We'll see you next week.
1: Yep, take care.